On May 13, 1972, Andrei Tarkovsky's film Solaris had its first screening outside of Russia and ultimately won the Grand Jury Prize. Solaris is Tarkovsky's third film and is exemplary of his style since it features many long, quiet scenes that play out in a single take, inviting viewers to slow down and digest what has come before and consider what is happening. Whether you find this、uh, challengingly paced style to be boring or invigorating is up to you, but the plot here is sufficiently bonkers that I guarantee there's something in it for you. In the film, a planet has been found with a sentient ocean. Yeah, you heard that right. After several fruitless years of trying to make contact with it, scientists on a satellite experiment by bombarding it with radiation probes. Soon, the people aboard the space station begin reporting hallucinations and fatal accidents. On Earth, the government wants to find out what's happening, so psychiatrist Chris Kelvin is sent to the station to analyze the three remaining scientists. He finds it in disrepair, and one of the scientists dead. The other two are unwilling to talk until Chris has, quote, experienced the phenomena. That night, Chris discovers his wife Hari has appeared in his room, a fact made extremely unlikely since she killed herself 10 years earlier. As it transpires, the hallucinations are physical manifestations created by the planet as it probes their dreams for remorse and the traumatic events weighing on the crew's consciences. Whether this is the planet trying to communicate or if it's retaliation for the radiation or perhaps some other inscrutable event is unknown. This could become about a haunted space station. I'm looking at you, Event Horizon, but it's not. The movie is a meditation on what it means to be human, the balance between technology and nature, and the fact that humans can never truly understand one another, much like we can never understand a sentient ocean planet. Tarkovsky wanted to write and direct films about humanity and its clashes with reality and divinity, but Soviet censors forbade depictions of God. Tarkovsky turned to science fiction in yet another example of sci fi as a vessel to smuggle heady ideas using the planet as a deity. Tarkovsky chose to adapt Polish author Stanislaw Lem's popular sci fi novel to the big screen, but where Lem's novel was focused on speculation about mankind's first contact with an alien entity and the science behind it, Tarkovsky was turning inward to the moral struggles that this ocean was causing to the characters. Only three years after Kubrick's 2001 came out, Here was a director making a science fiction epic that designed to refute Kubrick's glossy technical achievement. Solaris's space travel sequence lasts only two minutes, but it also features a wordless scene where a side character drives his car for five minutes through illuminated tunnels and along the overpasses of a futuristic city as a synth music score overwhelmingly increases in volume. 
Here's what Akira Kurosawa wrote upon watching Solaris. I felt my heart aching in agony with a longing to return to the earth as quickly as possible. Marvelous progress in science we have been enjoying, but where will it lead humanity after all? Sheer fearful emotion this film succeeds in conjuring up in our soul. Without it, a science fiction movie would be nothing more than a petty fancy. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for May 13th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.